It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire. Hitting you guys back up here. It is Friday, September 7th. Happy Friday, everybody. We are officially one game down in the 2018 NFL regular season. One game down, 255 to go. And we're going to talk a little bit about it because it's a little bit of advanced scouting in, in a way. Because, of course, this game featured the Panthers' Week 2 opponent in the Atlanta Falcons. And then uh, we'll come back and probably tomorrow... Get you guys ready with the final injury report, who's in and who's out, and one last discussion about the Cowboys. Uh, But we'll talk a little bit about Thursday's game, and again, give it a little bit of perspective from the Panthers' side, what you guys can expect going into week two. So it was banner-raising day for the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was not spoiled at all. They come out with a big victory, a uh, with a late touchdown, come from behind victory, 18-12. to The Eagles defeat the Falcons as Jay Ajayi rushes for two touchdowns, including the game winner, and then they added the two-point conversion. So Jay Ajayi was the star of the game, 15 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns. And again, well, of course, not just the Falcons, but you're looking at both teams a little bit too because – Week 7 is when the Panthers travel to Philadelphia. So there was a little bit of scouting on both sides. Uh, Nick Foles, 19 of 34, 117 yards, one interception. So not the greatest passing day as uh, Zach Ertz had the most yards receiving with just 48 on five catches. But Nelson Aguilar with five grabs, or excuse me, eight grabs, but only 33 yards. Uh, as neither offense really looked like they woke up, but the Eagles were able to, to get the points when they needed to. The Falcons, on the other hand, who boy, it was an absolute, and I know this, I'm sure last night put a lot of smiles on Panthers' faces watching that game, as it was just a disastrous performance for Matt Ryan. As he goes 21 of 43, for 251 yards, so less, just a shade under 50% completion percentage last night, and that interception was a bad one. Uh, I don't know if there was miscommunication between him and Julio Jones, um, whether Jones ran the route a little too deep or Ryan just underthrew it, but that just looked like a lame duck throw. But uh, credit Rasul Douglas, he was pretty much there stride for stride with Julio Jones. Breaks off because he knew the ball was short-armed and comes down with an easy interception uh, in what was another poor red zone performance for the Falcons. And that goes all the way back to the beginning of the game. Uh, The Falcons are driving, get inside the red zone, and then, oh look, a familiar territory. They have fourth and goal pretty much right at the goal line. 
and they failed to get it in, just like the playoff game last season. So it's almost like deja vu. But instead of them trying to throw it to Julio Jones, Julio Jones wasn't even on the field for that play. I don't know what the Falcons were thinking. Steve Sarkeesian now, this is two straight times that he has a questionable, to say the very least, play call on an important fourth and goal. Last year, remember, it was, you know, it, it's not that he was throwing to Julio Jones, but you're rolling Matt Ryan out. You know, I, I did, didn't understand why you're cutting the field in half for one of the best passers. You know, so obviously everybody's going to roll over. And, of course, Julio fell on the play, too. So it puts, I believe it was Jalen Mills on the coverage there. Put him in a good position, and then he was able to get in front of Julio, use the sideline to advantage, his advantage. Uh, ball goes over Julio's head, incomplete, Falcon season is over. This time, you come out in 23 personnel. You've got two running backs, three tight ends. So you don't even have Julio Jones on the field. So, of course, you're pretty much expecting Devontae Freeman is going to get the ball. And sure enough, he does, trying to sweep to the left, uh, but Camus... Grugier Hill, the linebacker, does a nice job getting off his blocks, stopping uh, Devontae Freeman, and it's a turnover on downs on the first drive of the season. Um, I I get the, the decision to go for it on fourth down. I mean, you're at the one-yard line. If you go for it and miss, you're basically pinning the Eagles deep. And as it turned out, the Eagles went three and out on the next possession, so the Falcons still had pretty good position. Uh, so... You've got the field position, you're on the road, you're trying to quiet the crowd because you know the crowd is so into it. It's, they've raised the banner, they're ready to start their title defense, you want to get the crowd out of it as soon as you can, and nothing would deflate a crowd more than a fourth down touchdown right at the goal line. You know, A fourth and goal from the one, punch it in for the end zone. That would deflate a crowd so quickly. Instead... Freeman is short of the goal line by a few yards, actually, and the crowd is even more into it than they were before. And obviously, we know this is a strong Eagles defense. And remember, this this was a defense without Nigel Bradham because he was suspended for one game. So you had guys like Nate Gary in there as the starter, and Gary didn't play too bad. He he was he was running around a little bit. He was pretty solid. Now the Falcons, you know, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a bye week, of course, because they did play on Thursday, so it's like that mini bye week. But now they've got to get ready for obviously another strong front seven in the Panthers. You know that the you know that front seven is ready to get after get after Matt Ryan. And it, looking at the safeties, I mean, you know, yeah, the, the Eagle safeties. I would uh, certainly give the edge over the Panthers. Uh, but the cornerbacks, it, it's pretty comparable. You know, it, other, other than Ronald Darby, uh, you've got Jalen Mills, who has progressed, but, you know, he's still developing a little bit. Uh, Rasul Douglas is coming into his own. Sidney Jones is playing his first regular season game. Whereas you look at the Panthers, you know, James Bradbury is a little bit of the veteran there. Uh, Dante Jackson is going to get the start, so you're excited to see what he does. So, I mean, you have to feel, and again, you know, obviously it's week one, so you don't want to take 
too much away from it, even though everybody's going to have their overreactions come Monday. But still in all, you if you're looking at this from the Panthers' side, you have to feel pretty good about how your team now can match up with the Falcons. You know, the, the fact that the Falcons really struggled on offense. I mean, they only found the end zone one time, and of course they missed the extra point. That's how they ended up with just the 12 points. They had to settle for two field goals, you know, and they did have the halftime lead. I mean, this it, it's... It's not like the Eagles were running away with this with this game. The Falcons were up six three at halftime because the Eagles def, or the Eagles offense struggled to move, which we kind of expected. You know, Foles struggled a little bit in the preseason, uh, and of course they were without some key pieces. Alshon Jeffrey was out, um, and you know they didn't even play Jay Ajayi all that much until say about the second quarter, and then of course that's when Ajayi started to break out and. Again, he ended up with the the two touchdowns. You know, so you're without Alshon Jeffrey. You placed Mac Hollins on IR, so it, it led some for some more snap led to some more snaps too for uh, DeAndre Carter, which was pretty good to see. But again, for the most part, it was really Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz that really carried this offense. Uh, so before I get into a little more discussion on this game. I of course have to thank one of the one of our great sponsors always at mybookie.ag. Want to give them a great shout out because listen, guys, they're your best bet this season when it comes to placing your bets on the NFL and all that good stuff. Because these guys have been in business for many years, they have great reviews online. That's why they're one of the best because they're just so easy to use. You know, their mobile site, they're regular site very very easy to use so go give them a try today and listen here's your chance too to play with some house money because my bookie is giving you a giving you a chance to match your deposit dollar for dollar and this is how you do it. you go to mybookie.ag and you use the promo code locked on that's one word when creating your account and if you do that my bookie will match your initial deposit dollar for dollar. So you're playing with house money, and what is better than playing with house money? And again, there's a lot of great perks when it comes to, to my bookie because they have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and you can now bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So a lot of great stuff to look at with my bookie. So go check them out again. Use the promo code Locked On. And my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a reminder, too, uh, one of the great things we're doing here at the Locked On Network, we've got a new fantasy show because, listen, it's crunch time. You know, it's it, there's still time for you, to guys, for you guys to get your fantasy leagues in, and you can get the help 
by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 because they will give you the latest trends, the hot roster moves, and where to get the advantage. Plus, Ethan Turner, the injury expert, gives you the edge you need. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 is here to help you win your league. So jumping back into the discussion of the game, uh, first I want to say, too, how crazy was it that the Eagles actually ran Philly Special again? I mean, obviously not not the exact same play that they ran in the Super Bowl, but more similar to what the Patriots attempted when it comes to, you know, that type of play and throwing it to the quarterback. Uh, and crazy enough, it worked again. So uh, credit to the Eagles, credit to Doug Peterson. So good job there. But if you flip, flip back over the Falcons and kind of looking ahead again to week two, the, the Falcons were banged up a little bit, or got banged up a little bit during this game, including what could end up being, you know, you hope it's not a serious injury, but the way he went down did not look good, and that was safety Keanu Neal, one of the stars of this defense. Uh, if you saw the replay, and actually this, this was the second time, because he had gone down once before in the game, Got back up, got back in the game, and then later on, if you saw the replay, his knee looked like it buckled again, and that's when he was taken off the field. So, the, obviously there's a lot of concern here. My worry, and I tweeted this during the game, I said, I really hope it's not a torn ACL. But sometimes, when you see the knee, the knee buckle like that, when it's a non-contact, more often than not... It's turned out to be a torn ACL, and that would be a devastating blow to the Falcons. Now, Devontae KZ came in and and played well in replace of Neal, but you know KZ certainly isn't on the level of Keanu Neal, and a couple others other players got banged up. I think Deion Jones went down for a minute, uh, and I, th- I think a couple others. So, you know, certainly the uh, the injury bugs struck a little bit for the Falcons. So that so as we go through with uh, throughout the week, that those are obviously going to be some things to look at leading up to the Panthers game. Now Dan Quinn has come out and said that he is optimistic that Keanu's, Keanu Neal's injury is minor. So again, time will tell. You know he'll still go in. He'll go in for testing Friday. You know, and you never want to wish injury on anybody. So hopefully it is minor because you would like to see Keanu Neal out there. But again, just something to uh, keep note of today. And, you know, if the injury is minor, how he practices throughout throughout the week. If he is out, then, of course, again, KZ is going to be the guy that you're going to watch at the safety position. But overall, uh, of course, they have to get through, you know, we're still focusing on week one. They got to get through Dallas first. But looking ahead to week two, you got to kind of like the the Panthers' chances of matching up with with the Falcons. Um, 
but you know the Falcons are going to be angry. They're especially Matt Ryan after his abysmal performance. Uh, so, but again, it's it's a another tough defense that Ryan will will go up against. So, you, you know, Luke Kuechly and company are going to be licking their wounds or licking their chops to get after Matt Ryan, just like the Eagles did last night. And again, you know, real quick, looking from the Eagles side of the ball, uh, by the time they play the Panthers, Carson Wentz should be back. So the offense will definitely be better. Um, so you should have Carson Wentz back. You should have Alshon Jeffrey back because Jeffrey will probably only miss probably one, only one more game. I think, I think he'll probably he he might be back for the uh, week three game against the Colts, so he should be uh, more than ready to go come week seven. Uh, again, Carson Wentz, the reports are saying it, it could be a couple of weeks, so you know time will tell. Uh, so don't expect him. It doesn't sound like he's going to play against Tampa Bay. Uh, might not play against Indianapolis. And then you're starting to get into 50-50 that the chances may get a little better once you get into week four against Tennessee, week five against Minnesota. Uh, ideally, you'd, you'd love to love to see, or the Eagles would love to see Wentz back at least for that game because uh, that's that's a big one against the Vikings. But I would I would feel pretty confident that Wentz will be there by week seven. But you saw the running game looks good. Uh, JGI looks like he's ready to be the man in that offense. Uh, you know, especially with the other running backs, not really showing a whole lot. You know, Corey Clement had his moments. Uh, Darren Sproles had a couple carries, but Ajayi is going to be the guy. You know, and, and they mentioned it on the broadcast too, how much the Eagles are going to miss if, if they're going to miss at all. LeGarrette Blunt, who was certainly a, a big factor as well in the Super Bowl run. He's now in Detroit. But again, uh, Ajayi looks good. I, th I think he's ready to go. Uh, so come week seven, he's he's got to be one of the focal points of the Panthers' defense. And then, you, you know, you kind of flip it around. You saw the, the Eagles' defense. They've been getting after they got after Matt Ryan. Remember, this was without Timmy Jernigan too, because Timmy Jernigan was on the uh, non, I believe the non-football injury list. So basically, like the pup list. So he's out the first six games, uh, but so he should be back as well too, because that'll actually be the first game that he's eligible to play. Would be Week Seven against the Panthers. Uh, but you know, Fletcher Cox was in there. The pass rush looked good with Chris Long and Brandon Graham. So obviously, those are going to be the. Uh, the big matches that the, the Panthers have to win come week seven. Um, you know, Mac, Macalillo won't be back by then because he's still on IR or he'll still be on IR. So Taylor Moulton will still be out there, but you have to figure Sila Tolu and uh, Darrell Williams will probably be in the starting lineup by that point. If they're already at least limited in practice, that means they're already on the field in, in some capacity and it's only week one. You have to feel, and especially with Sila Tolu, it was only a, a short-term injury. He should be back in a couple weeks. And Darrell Williams likely will be back in the starting lineup as well uh, come week seven. But that's kind of how the Panthers tie into last night's game. 
And again, you know, it was just, uh, I mean, it was a pretty ugly, you know, when you really dig into it, it was a pretty ugly performance on both sides of the ball, at least offensively, you know, for two teams that we were pretty high on their offense. Now, again, granted, it is Nick Foles. You know, we knew he was going to lose some of the luster that he had from the Super Bowl. But, you know, we expect we obviously expected more out of the Falcons offense, and they only put up 12 points. They only found the end zone once. Uh, they were only one for five in the red zone. So, you know, that's something the Panthers are going to work on as well, is red zone defense. Seeing that the, Pan- that the Falcons got down there five times, and they only punched it in once. And, oh, those penalties. We really got to touch on that, too. I mean, the... the there was flags all over the place. I think the count was what, like 30, 30 penalties, something like that. Um, no, I'm sorry, twenty six penalties, fifteen for the Falcons and eleven for the Eagles. And you knew some of them were gonna, like some of these new rules and those rough in the passer calls, they were gonna rear their ugly head. Uh, like Grady Jarrett got called for. That rough in the passer penalty where he had all his body weight on uh, Nick Foles. It's just one of those things where, you know, you, you've, just, you've got the momentum on your body. How are you going to stop it? You know, they, they got to, I mean, I, I know it's a heat of the moment. It's kind of reactionary, but some of these calls are just kind of ridiculous. And then, you know, I, I think Chris Long got nailed for a poor call. You had some illegal contact penalties, which is going to be a focal point uh, this season. But, boy, the, the fact that there were 26 penalties in the season opener, ugh, I, I just hope this doesn't mean we're in for a long season in that aspect. But, yeah, especially for the Falcons. I mean, 15 penalties. That's I, – I don't care that it's week one. That's just unacceptable. 15 penalties – for 135 yards. You know, so if the Panthers can stay disciplined, they'll be right there with the Falcons in week two. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So again, that that's uh, game one of 256 in the books. The Eagles open defense of their Super Bowl title with an 18 to 12 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. So the Eagles start 1 and 0, Falcons start 0 and 1. That'll do it for this edition. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the practice week, give you the final injury report, who's in, who's out, and one last look at the Dallas. Cowboys and get you ready for Sunday's opening kickoff. Until next time, remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore say. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure. And a reminder, Locked On Network is also expanding their college coverage as they are introducing Locked on Wolverines, Locked on Buckeyes, and Locked on Seminoles this week. So if you're a fan of Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State, you can begin finding podcasts on those schools in addition 
to the colleges that we're already covering, Oregon, Penn State, Baylor, Alabama, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, and BYU. They're all there ready for you to listen on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify, so go check them out. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Always appreciate the support. We'll catch you next time. Until then, keep it locked here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. And until we see you again, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.